Newly released audio reveals the panic of D.C. police officers confronting the violent mob at the Capitol. We're still taking rocks, bottles, and pieces of flag, and not a pole. But days later, after the violence died down, two officers who responded on January 6th killed themselves. One was Metropolitan Police Officer Jeffrey Smith. He was 35 and leaves behind his wife, Erin, whom he married in 2019. It's been extremely difficult. You know, she was in Atlanta with her parents and she had to come back here to receive the contents of Jeff's locker. You know, and, and, that, and that's, that's what she's contending with. David Weber is the family's attorney. He believes Smith suffered brain trauma from a blow to the head on January 6th, and that may have led to his suicide. I don't think there's any dispute that he was that he was subjected to some pretty extreme trauma. Now, Officer Smith's wife, Erin, is pushing for city officials to recognize her husband's passing as a line of duty death. A source tells CNN an officer's suicide has never been considered a line of duty death in D.C. So this is a sad story. A D.C. police officer named Jeffrey Smith. And as you heard there, he committed suicide. Um, that wasn't his voice saying, hold the line. That was the uh, the audio that came out of the Capitol. They released a lot of their audio last week during the impeachment trial. So this is the story of Jeff. We don't know a lot about him because I know there's a lot of stories coming out that the police may have been involved in all of this, like they're under investigation. But I don't think he's one of them, although you never know. Nonetheless, uh, he was there that day during the riots, the storming of the Capitol, he was fighting to defend the building when a metal pole thrown by rioters struck his helmet and face shield. It struck him in the, in the face and that he and the other people had been fighting for a few hours at this point because it was like one o'clock, two o'clock when this whole thing started. In the days that followed, he went home and his wife, Erin, said that her husband seemed in constant pain, unable to turn his head. He didn't leave the home even to walk their dog. He refused to talk to other people or watch television, and she sometimes woke up in the night to find him sitting up in bed just pacing or, or pacing. This was after the rise. He came home. He wasn't acting normal, and she was kind of, are you okay? But he was only out because he was hit in the head. So he went back to work. He was ordered to work, and actually on the way to work the day he was supposed to go back, he drove off on the road by the Potomac, which if you've ever been to D.C. is like right there by the Capitol. So he drove off the road there and shot himself in the car. Ugh, that's terrible. Yeah. The police found him. You know, there could be a note. There could be more information about why he did it. And another one shot himself as well, like within three days of the riot. So I think I personally, when I first found out that these police had shot themselves, I wondered, were they part of it and they felt guilty? Or in this case, I actually think this guy, Jeff, was experiencing PTSD just because the symptoms she said wouldn't want to leave the house, didn't want to walk the dog. So it's a very traumatic event. Walking backwards as to why this event occurred in the first place, the police went through quite a bit that day, actually. I think that a lot of the videos we saw in the very beginning were it seemed like they were kind of in cahoots with them a little bit more than we would all be comfortable with. But then you see some of the police like Eugene Goodman, that 
the really great one who, if you haven't seen the videos yet, he kind of made the mob go a different way, poked right. at them a little bit to get them to go another way. And had he not done that, I believe that they would have gotten to the Congress. I believe that they would have gotten to the senators for sure. They were within yeah. seconds. I didn't know they were that wow. close. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. Crazy. It was very crazy. Yeah. So the police that day, a lot more has been coming out. Like I said, a bunch of them are under investigation, but there's been a lot of reports about one of them. He got his eye poked, so he's going to lose an eye. Another one's going to lose a finger. And of course, one of them died, Brian Sicknick. Well, three of them died, if you count these two that committed suicide. But one of them, Brian Sicknick, died in and they're being really weird and secretive about why. I, you know, we don't know why he died. People say he was hit over the head with a fire extinguisher. I don't know. Quite a few people have been impacted in this. There's a woman who was trampled. There was a woman who was shot, as we all know. And this story of this guy, Jeff, is really sad. Because it's a suicide, he may not be able to be considered on duty when he was killed. So then his wife won't get, they won't get any benefits. They won't get anything from it so that sucks that's sad right it's really sad it's it's hard to demonstrate that it was related and and then it sets a precedent too because they've never used a suicide before so anyway this story i was kind of telling today because it really relates to why everybody was there in the first place at the riots and why this guy had to die and i think (sighs) this guy on twitter just said it's so great Ali Vilshi, of course, if you've ever heard of him. He, a bunch of conspiracy-toting seditionists acted on their defeated president's refusal to accept his election loss, and now a police officer is dead. Many are injured, and one will lose an eye. And we found out more since that was February 7th. So this all came from, of course, the big lie. The election was stolen, and these people got mad, and... They were basically told all along by Q, this person named Q, and Trump, of course, that Trump was going to win the election. So when he didn't, (laughs) they all kind of lost their minds a little bit. So this kind of goes back into Q a little bit. Q is, we, we had talked about Q in another episode before, and we didn't really get deep into it because it was just that, you know, Q kind of endorses a lot of these conspiracies, but actually Q was a person who really validated a lot of the conspiracies for them. So one of his first drops was in October of 2017. It's like this completely nonsensical. I mean, it basically says that Hillary Clinton will be extradited by October 30th of 2017. Expect massive riots organized. Of course, none of that happened, and a lot of it didn't happen. So Q was really, people believe this person Q was an anonymous government official who was sharing top secret information to bring down the cabal that we've talked about, the cabal. Oh, yeah, the lizard people, yay. Yeah. Um, so they thought this person legitimately had some secret high-level intelligence, and so that made it all legitimate for them. They believed that Trump was basically a savior who was going to stay in power and waging a war against the cabal of satanic pedophiles. They believed that the storm was coming, and we talked about that before as well, but 
this storm would be when the Democrats and others were rounded up and tried or killed. <laughs> so a lot of them thought that would happen on January 6th. Right. And of course it didn't happen. So if you start really digging into a lot of these stories now of the people who were there storming the Capitol, they thought they were called there by Trump. They thought that they were there for a reason, that the election had been stolen from them because Q just continued on with all of these drops. He dropped 5,000 things over the course of like four years. This is the Q guy? Yes. And do we know who the Q guy is? So there's some speculation about who Q is. They think that it might be this guy who actually ran the message board. So Q first started posting on 4chan, which is a really crazy website. Apparently a lot of people have like posted white nationalist manifestos on there and stuff. So it kind of got shut down and then they moved it to 8chan and that got shut down. And then they moved it to 8coon. <laughs> they just kept moving it because it kept getting shut down because it was dangerous and it was holding all of this scary criminal behavior on there. But it was basically these really anonymous posts. And you could tell it was the same person because they have this code that goes with their name. And the code that goes with their name would show up every single time this person would post something. And all the posts were just so cryptic. They're really hard to understand. They aren't written in very clear language. So then these people started pulling the data and cleaning it up and make it more easy to read for everybody. So that's why everybody got hooked. But the person whose cue is, they do think it's this one guy. And he is very smart and was already pushing a whole bunch of conspiracies and stuff. I really don't want to share his name in case it's not him. But anyway, they think it might be him. But there's also been some analysis that it's more than one person, that it could be two people who were posting. But my favorite part of this is that they had been pushing and pushing and pushing that the election was going to be a landslide win for Trump and that that was going to be the end of, you know, he was going to be able to continue all of his work. Then, of course, he lost the election. <laughs> uh, Trump did not win in a landslide and there was no winning. And so this person went silent. Q went silent after election. <laughs> Just completely went silent, didn't say a thing for for days and days. Because what are you going to say? You had been saying this whole time that he was going to win and like you had some inside knowledge. But he was just convinced that they were going to win. And so he kept saying this. And so when they didn't win, he disappeared for a number of days. Nine days, I think, was the longest he'd ever been gone. And then when he came back, he said, oh, never mind. That was all part of the plan. So he's like, oh, no, um, we lost the election on purpose. This was all part of the plan. And so they were all like, okay. So then they started kind of like the people who believe in him are called the Anons. And Anons. Anons. And that's like Al-Anon. That's like supposed to be like anonymous. So they get really mad when you call them QAnon because they're like, no, it's Q and the Anons. Wow. And so they're like the Borg from Star Trek. (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to start trying. <laughs> Come on, Starfish, really? <laughs> Sorry. I'm a Star Wars person, not Star Trek. Oh my gosh. Anyway. anyway. The uh, so anons. Yes. Okay. So they're the followers of Q, the believers in this Q thing. And before QAnon, there was like other anons on this 4chan or whatever. 
this was just the one that seemed to get people to believe that it was real. I don't know why. And Do we know what QAnon stands for? Well, the level of clearance that Q claims to have is Q level clearance. And it's supposed to be Q level clearance for a very specific department. I think it's like the Department of Energy or something like that. But people just really wanted to believe in this because it really confirmed that whole cabal, the fear of the cabal. This person was saying like, you know, all these people are going to be rounded up and arrested. And he was saying like Anderson Cooper and Tom Hanks and Oprah, all these people were part of the cabal and they were trafficking children and drinking their blood. And that's a pretty crazy claim right there. There's so much more that they claim. They just really struggled with this idea that Trump was anything but infallible to them. And Q really validated that and made him a hero for them because he was going to be the savior and the person who fixed all this. But obviously we know that that didn't happen. And then they stormed the Capitol and then Biden was inaugurated. And so they got all freaked out from that, too. <laughs> like, oh, this isn't happening. So the news now is that they're planning another on March 4th because oh it's like the real day that Trump is going to be inaugurated now is March 4th. Oh, Right, because really? that, that was a day in history that, that people were inaugurated. So everybody's going to be arrested on that day. Somehow he still has control over the military. Somehow he still has control, Trump does, over all this stuff. And I've also heard maybe Biden is like actually Trump, but in a mask or something like that. Wow. Wow, that's such a rabbit hole to go down. You know, and like when you were talking about the Q class, I was like, well, I'd like to be in the Z class. Like, do they call them the, the Zanons? <laughs> the Zanons. The Zanons. I know, right? I, I don't know why it's called Q level. But now everything related to Q, like Q is number 17 in the alphabet. So now 17 is their magic number. And oh, so convenient to go into numerology for that, too. Oh, yeah. Right. Now. What I, I think is the best is that now they're called the GQP, like the GOP, the GQP. <laughs> the GQP? Right. right. <laughs> what does that even stand for? Well, the grand old party is GOP. That's Republicans. And instead of right. the grand old party, it's the grand Q party. Because oh. seriously, they just bring all these people in. So QAnon is really big. And the Q guy has has disappeared at this point in December right posted his last drop and haven't heard from him since and of course nothing since the storming of the capitol so they're kind of running it on their own now and i think that that q might fade because it was really interactive for them they were really into it they got to like he would drop these really cryptic things and they could figure it out and try and say okay what well, what is he trying to say here and it, and if they got it wrong then they would just say oh we just interpreted it wrong so then they could just keep moving the goalpost over and over and over and it's really like just brought in every single possible conspiracy you can think of because what happened was youtube and facebook and tiktok their algorithms kind of picked these things up and if you were one of those people who was looking for any other conspiracy like anti-vaccinations or anything like that, it would bring you to this conspiracy, to the queue. Wow. Yeah. I think the question is, like, why did people get into this? During the pandemic, of course, people were just sitting around. They weren't working. They were on lockdown. They were home. 
they weren't doing anything. They were poking around on the internet and it spread just so fast. Like I said, the level of clearance just reinforced a lot of the conspiracies and it was really interactive for them because it was so all these breadcrumbs. And then this part was really fascinating that they created this hashtag save our children or stole it. And it really brought in a lot of people, victims of abuse, because it really goes to this like primal fear that we're, we're afraid of our children being kidnapped. It's horrific to think of your child being kidnapped and trafficked. Oh, yeah. So I think a lot of women really got into this conspiracy because of that. Man, a lot of people got sucked into this QAnon stuff. So now all the sites are down, right? Yeah. You can't hardly find anything anymore. You can't find any of it. You can find the archive of them talking to each other, but I can't even find the last few posts for the last few months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it ruined a lot of their lives, too. Yes. So now uh, you hear a lot of the stories of them coming out and a lot of them regret it. A lot of them regret being there. They actually thought that Trump was going to pardon them or that he was going to enact the Insurrection Act, which would have allowed the military to take over. And then they would have been there to support the military. That's what a lot of them believe. So and here's another example of what I like to always talk about is the billionaire class, which I completely, totally despise. And Trump is part of that. And really, like, why does everyone put their trust in all these billionaires? You know, because like, to become billionaire status, you have to step on and roll over tons of people to get to that status. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty horrible. It doesn't matter if you're Bill Gates or whoever the hell is a billionaire. They're the 1%. They control so much. And they just roll over businesses, people. They don't care about a regular American. That's just it. They don't. You have to be a ruthless ass. I'm just going to say it to be a billionaire. And that's what they are. Even a millionaire in some of these cases, because if you look at some of the people who are involved, why did this continue? Well, they were making money off of it. So those Q people, they were making money off of pulling the information that Q wrote all over these boards and kind of regurgitating or decoding them, whatever, making it make sense for everybody because everybody was going to their site and getting clicks. And then you have Alex Jones and then you have Fox News and you have all of them making money off of it because they were like, oh, let's just keep pushing the conspiracy. And they're not going to get in trouble for it unless they get sued, which we've demonstrated several times on this show is extremely difficult to do unless you have money. I think they still know that they're lying. Like Tucker Carlson is one of the worst ones. He really pushes a lot of this crap. Yeah. And he was recently sued and the judge said, oh, but nobody would reasonably think that this person is telling the truth. And I was like, people think that. No, people do. They think that. So they're called Fox News. They're not called Fox Entertainment Show. Right. There's a lot of people that were impacted by this, though. I mean, even a lot of the believers, you know, saying, I regret this now. I wish I wouldn't have done it. I uh, shouldn't have gotten involved. Some of the Capitol Police, they they gave their guns back because they were afraid of hurting themselves. That's so sad. Yeah. Some of them are going to be spending their life in jail. So, I don't know. These people, some of them, they go on and say, oh, I'm so sorry and I feel regret. I'm like, well, let's just wait and see. And 
see if you're just saying that so that you won't get such a long jail sentence. But then there's some who are actually, their stories are pretty sad because they really didn't want to get involved with this. And so we're going to cover those in other episodes of this. Yeah. But this is going to be our Q and the Anons series. So. All right. I'll flag it. Let's be an Anon. Yeah. An Anon. An anon a Q. Anon, anon. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Anon Anon. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even the, you know, even the government officials, they've been threatened, and it's just crazy the amount of people who are involved in this thing. So we have a handful of stories about some more people who really are trying to get out of this or really, you know, I, I can sympathize with them. But there's a bunch of people who still don't care. They still don't think this is a big deal. They think this was a big hoax. But we're going to focus on the people who really have had their lives pretty seriously impacted by this. Yeah, for sure. So, Jeff, the police officer who killed himself, you know, it's a mental health issue. I think a lot of police end up killing themselves. A disproportionate amount of them kill themselves. It's a hard job. I mean, the, the horrible things that they went through during this, uh, I, I have it all linked in here, but I just can't believe like this one crazy story. The one officer in the middle of the scrum, a combat veteran, thought the rioters were so vicious, so relentless that they seemed fueled by meth. To his left, he watched a chunk of steel strike a fellow official officer above the eye, setting off a geyser of blood, and then a pepper ball tore through the air over his shoulder and exploded against the jaw of a man in front of him. The round filled with chemical irritant ripped off the rioter's face open, and his teeth were now visible through a hole in his cheek. Oh. Just thinking about what they went through is unbelievable. Yeah. So that's why I shared there story at the beginning but yeah yeah so that's that is the story of jeff and the and q and the anons and some more stories about q and and the anons all right in our series here we go all right thanks everyone for listening to real talk don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen we look forward to having you on our next one